Come on. Welcome to Money Savage, a savage approach to personal finance. This is George Grombacher, and the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, the strong and powerful Jeff Madsen. Jeff, are you ready to do this? I'm ready. Excellent. Let's do this. Jeff is the chairman of the Independent Trust Company, an organization that believes that the company investing in your legacy should not be the same as the company that oversees your trust. I'm excited to have you on. Jeff, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Thanks. I'm excited to be here. Um, well, so personal life, I'm a fifth generation beneficiary of trust, which means I got a whole bunch of family drama and no money. Uh, <laughs> I came, uh, you know, my dad was an entrepreneur and, and uh, actually made a, a good living uh, buying distressed everything from houses to uh, businesses. Uh, even did an old uh, motel one time. And, uh, you know, as the oldest son, I was, uh, always the free labor. And, uh, so, you know, when I, uh, finally grew up and, and, uh, decided to, to get out on my own, I, I uh, the, the things you swear you'll never do as a, as a youth, you end up, uh, doing cause you know how to do them. Sure. Um, so, uh, fixed and flipped a few, uh, few things and ended up, uh, coming upon the shares of a, of a little trust company down in Santa Fe, New Mexico in uh, uh, 2006. Um, they, they're actually calling my old man to, to uh, say, hey, you know, this thing needs a, a fix. Are you interested? And he's like, no, I'm retired. Leave me be. <laughs> so I uh, was the, the young, dumb 32-year-old and said, hey, I, that sounds great. Let me give it a shot. And uh, uh, bought the deal. And about a year and a half in, I you know, broke rule number one and fell in love with it. Mm. Uh, and you know, the, the, the thing that was just enchanting to me about the business was that, you know, as I looked at the way that trustee actions, you know, kind of ripple through time, I mean, every, every job you know, has an impact, right? When the, when the plumber comes to unclog the sink, that, that makes people happy for a while. Sure. Uh, you know, when, when trustees make, uh, help families make good decisions, uh, th- that can ripple for, you know, years. It can ripple for decades. Um, and sometimes it can become part of the family's culture and you can help the family culture become stronger and that can ripple for, and that can literally ripple for centuries. Um, and so, you know, for, for me as, as a, you know, I guess I'm a middle-aged father now as a young father, then, uh, it was just enchanting to me to see how, you know, people used, you know, uh, no, nobody put money in trust to, you know, hurt a kid. They, they, they put money in trust to, you know, try to help him. And, uh, you know, it was that there's always the unintended, uh, consequences of, of, of decisions we make in life. And, you know, it was, it was just enchanting to me to see the way that, uh, families, uh, of, of, you know, wealth that, you know, kind of went through the cycle that, that, that my family had been through, right. The, the saying is shirt sleeves to shirt sleeves in three generations, and, you know, my, my family was, I guess we lasted a little longer, but, but, uh, you know, it's, it's just a very interesting, uh, uh phenomenon to be involved with. And, uh, it keeps me, it keeps me coming back. I've, I've had a lot of chances to, to move on with, the, uh, and sell the business, but I just keep sticking around. I, I, I like it. Nice. Well, certainly 
we talk a lot on this show about the challenges that that so many people, you and I and everybody have talking about money. And certainly when you start thinking about ways to screw up a family and and certainly money is is got to be one of the biggest ones and especially if there's a lot of it and then when the matriarch or patriarch passes away and and there's not a lot of planning that's been done well that can really 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 screw things up pretty badly oh yeah the, the gloves can they definitely can come off if there hasn't been you know a roadmap uh i mean the, the thing that you know as parents whether we like it or not uh the, the our kids are going to look to us for leadership. And if we don't, uh, if we're not good leaders, if we don't set a clear standard, give feedback when the standard's not met, uh, you know, and kind of keep things between the guardrails, you know, it gets hard uh, for the kids to, to understand, you know, what, what a culture is. And so, you know, that, that makes sense when we're talking about, you know, did little Johnny pick the weeds today? Uh, but families who will take that kind of, work ethic and, uh, you know, try to drive that culture, they, they end up in a, in a lot better place uh, if they implement that in their estate plan uh, um, to, to, keep, to really keep the kids, like I say, from, from becoming, taking something that could could be great and, and turn it into something that, that, that can kind of turn into a mess. Yeah, right. Money's neither good nor bad, you know, but... No, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> it enhances whatever eccentricities we've nurtured. Yeah. So it's like putting gas on the fire. Yeah. So, so we, we just talked about some really important stuff there talking about culture. Um, and I, I guess maybe the term is the governance of an estate and making sure you're managing the trust and your estate plan, but just let's take a, a quick step back and just tell us what is a trust. Okay, so a trust is kind of like uh, if we if we get really dry and into like <laughs> trust in the states one hundred and one, uh, a trust is is an entity that you form, kind of like a, a S corp or an LLC, um, and you uh, gift assets into it, um, and uh, the, the trust document will act like an operating agreement or the bylaws of a, the operating agreement in LLC bylaws of a, a, a corporation, uh, and that's those those bylaws are what the trustee uses to make decisions and and to execute uh, on the wishes of the people who set up the trust, um, who are the people that the really the, the trustee works for. Got it. So it's a, it's it's a document. It's it's an entity that that you put things inside. It could be money. It could be real right. estate. It could be businesses. Is there a limit on what you can businesses, put inside of it? Art. Nope. Uh, we, we could put your uh, your microphone there uh, in, in the trust. Uh, I think the, the the biggest thing with you know when you put assets into trust, you got to make sure that you're that there's a vision for them and and that you conveyed the vision uh, clearly to both the beneficiaries of the trust and you know the, the trustees that are are going to have to uh, try to carry out your wishes. Can you give me an example with what you mean by that? Well, so. Uh, Sometimes we'll see a trust that has, let's say, well, you know, a, a, a convenience store, right? And the convenience store is a break-even, and it's got an environmental issue that that you know we got to dig up the tanks and, uh, you know, get, get it, uh, you know, get the, uh, the, the the soil purified and, and get it all cleaned up. You got an environmental issue uh, uh, potential, and uh, that's the only asset in the trust, and so there's really no 
you know, no money, uh, because the, the, the business is just a break even there. There's no additional funds to go out and you know, uh, get the thing cleaned up, uh, so that you can, you can make the, tr- uh, the trust liquid. Um, that, that's kind of, you know, we, that's just a pickle. There, there's not a lot of ways to, you know, to get out of that thing clean other than, you know, try to sell it at a deep discount. Um, because you, you haven't remediated the issue with the business. Um, on the other, on the other end of the spectrum, you know, let, let's say we get a, a nice clean, you know, portfolio of investables, uh, and, you know, we're able to, uh, we have a grantor who said, a grantor is the person who sets up the trust. Whenever we say the word grantor, set lore, um, anything that ends in OR, uh, uh, that's those are the people who put the money in and, and, and set up the trust. If we have uh, clarity about what they want us to do with that, uh, uh, with those, with that money, whether it's, you know, buy little Johnny a, a new Ferrari every five years to, <laughs> you know, only match W2s uh, if he graduates from, you know, medical school and is working at a, a, a top tier uh, hospital. I mean, as a grantor, you can be very specific about the way that you want your trust and your wishes, your, your trust fund spent and your wishes uh, carried out. Got it. Nice. I think that's a really important thing is that you essentially can can write into it whatever you want. That's exactly right. But it, you know, it, it's it's like so. Having been married uh, almost twenty years now, I've learned that it's it's important to set realistic expectations uh, in life, and you know, <laughs> you want to make sure that you set a realistic expectation for yourself and for your trust. Uh, you know, because as a trustee, you know, especially uh, you, you get into to your managing a book of a few thousand accounts, uh, there's, there, there are things that we we can do, um, at a cost effective, you know, level. And then there's things that we can't do at a cost effective level. And like I say, uh, so often, you know, the discussion ends up being, look, you know, we, we work for, for a dead guy and our job is to make sure that what he wanted to have happen, happen. And if, you know, if we haven't set good expectations and, and been realistic about, uh, how far we can stretch our dollars that are in this trust, um, that, that, that can lead to, you know, other, other, other issues that create some dysfunction. Got it. Okay. So the grantor sets the trust up, they, they fund the trust. And now let's assume that that was grandma and grandpa and they both passed away. And now there's, there's an executor whose job it is to, to carry out the wishes of the trust. Sort of. So, well, it depends on the way you write it, right? So, executors or, or, or and, and so the executor, personal representative, that kind of stuff, that's usually for an estate. Okay. So, you can have an estate that will fund a trust. So, a state, the, the governing document is usually a will. Um, estates have to go through probate. So, you got to go, you know, you got to, to gather all the assets, get them cataloged, get them inventoried and valued. Um, then, you got to go in front of the judge and say, hey, judge, you know, here's how we plan to dispose of, of these assets and, and carry out the wishes of, of uh, you know, the, the, the folks who matured, as we say, in the business. Um, uh, and, and so there's kind of court involvement. And there can be, you know, some public involvement. Whereas with a trust, yeah, let, let's say we put our, our assets in uh, like a revocable trust. So we still have a say over them as the grantors. Um, and when we, uh, when we pass on, the trust becomes irrevocable. Um, so all of our assets are already in the name of the trust. We don't have to go to court for the assets that are in the trust. There, there isn't really a, an executor or a PR. It's the trustee just handles, um, you know, whatever disposition of assets needs to happen. For example, you know, 
We want to sell uh, mom's apartment downtown, and we want to uh, fix up the lake house so that the kids can go up and, you know, spend a month every summer remembering, you know, ma- remembering the memories that they made at the cabin uh, while, you know, creating new ones with their kids. So you, you can be very specific with the, you know, kind of the outcomes um, without having, uh, you know, the, the what can become kind of a public involvement in in, uh, in a traditional, you know, estate settlement process if we use trusts. Got it. Okay. And so your company, the independent trust company, you actually hold on to the assets? Correct. So as a trustee, uh, there are just all kinds of duties uh, and product types that uh, when you have a license to be a trustee, you can, you can offer. So uh, at independent trust, we specialize in personal trust. So we don't get into, you know, 401k or employee benefits or you know, corporate uh, trust, which is like if your city is going to build a bridge and they want to issue a bond, there's a, a trustee that'll kind of under well, they want to underwrite the bill. They'll issue the, you know, the, the the bond certificates and you know help make payments happen. We we don't do any of that stuff. We do what what you know our CEO understands or our chairman understands, which is, you know, we're in the family business, so uh, we take on uh, personal trusts, and there's you know various flavors of them. You got revocable trust, irrevocable trust, charitable remainder trust, or weed trust. There's all kinds of different uh, types of personal trust product. Uh, but at the end of the day, uh, if it serves the family and the goal is to kind of take care of mom and kids and you know help them out with their education and that kind of stuff, um, that, that's really what uh, personal trust, that's, that's kind of how we identify a, a piece of business that we're interested in, in uh, taking on. Got it. Okay. All right. So let's just keep using the example of, of my grandparents. Um, they they were the grantors. They, they they created this. They funded it. And it's it's with the independent trust company. And you are the trustee. Okay. And so as, as, as part of the trust document, does that lay out the frequency with which we meet or from from a, from a governance standpoint, are, are, are we required to have meetings? It depends. So it, uh, it depends on what, what the assets are, right? If, if we're running a family business together, then yeah, we ought to meet, you know, quarterly at least. Um, if I'm managing a, you know, a $5 million portfolio um, and, you know, it's just nice, boring, you know, uh, low cost index mutual funds, you know, once or twice a year uh, is enough to meet. That's enough to, to kind of keep things between the guardrails because again, uh, trusts have a kind of a different time horizon than like an individual investment account. An individual investment account, we're trying to get rich, right? We're, so we're going to look at it, you know, every day and we're going to have quarterlies with our, our, you know, stock pickers or financial advisors or whatever. Uh, in a trust, you know, we're already rich. And so we're trying to preserve wealth, uh, usually instead of uh, have a focus on growth. Um, because usually, and the emphasis on, on preservation of wealth usually comes from the wishes of the grantor to say, you know, let, let's not invest in, uh, oh, I don't know, uh, Uber, uh, because we need to make sure that we've got the principal that I've set aside here to pay for, for uh, Billy's college. Um, so that it's just kind of a different emphasis. And, and because of the different emphasis, uh, we want to perform well over, you know, years and decades as opposed to quarters. Got it. Why? So it, it depends. It's really the app that uh, kind of dictates the, the type of meeting you'll have. Now, that, that that's for the, the assets. Now, if we if we if we start getting into, 
you know, dispositive provisions, meaning, you know, uh, you're, you're supposed to get uh, a quarterly uh, you know, payment of income out of your trust or, you know, uh, uh, you, you've left. Uh, well, yeah. So in, in your case with grandma and grandpa, it just depends on, on what they want for you. We've, we have trusts where, you know, dad's passed on and mom, you know, mom needs a monthly check. And so we'll be in touch very regularly with mom to make sure that, that she's getting taken care of and the kids are getting what they need. But, you know, where it's grandma and grandpa, usually they want you to have a good education and, you know, grow up to be an upstanding citizen without uh, creating Xbox legends that are living in the basement. <laughs> yeah, I, I appreciate that very much. Got it. Okay. And so then does does the actual trust pay pay the trust company? Correct. Yeah, most, most trusts uh, contemplate trustee compensation, um, and it's usually a... a you know, a standard that, that reads something like, you know, regular fees or then published fee schedule, um, you know, that kind of stuff. Occasionally you'll see a trust where they say, you know, we want to pay the trustee five basis points. Um, and those, as you might imagine, are, are harder trusts to find a home for. So uh, uh, talking about trustee compensation and making it okay for your trustee to, to get paid, um, you know, we, we, in life you, you get what you pay for. Um, and uh, you know, it's, it's ironic in, in financial services, especially we'll, you know, we're working for clients and they'll, you know, someone will drive up in, in, you know, their Mercedes, but you know, a lot of these people that, that we end up working with are, you know, middle market. I think it's, you know, it's interesting that, uh, people think, you know, trusts are only for the Rockefellers. Well, you know, so many trusts in this country, I would say the vast majority of trusts in this country are in that kind of, you know, two ish million dollar range. Um, in, in, you know, investables and then, you know, there might be a house or, you know, other stuff. But at the end of the day, you know, people don't think, gosh, I, I got two million investables. I need to be thinking about a trust. Uh, you know, they think they've got a good retirement. And you know what? It depends on, on the standard of living. Maybe, maybe you do, maybe you don't. Um, I think the broader picture is, uh, you know, when we look at trust, uh, it's just like any other financial goal we make as a family, what, you know, uh, what are our goals? Do we want to, you know, spend our last dime with our last breath? Uh, do we want to leave some to the kids? So there's a lot of uh, kind of considerations that go into it. The moving parts, as they say, Jeff. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, Jeff, Savage Nation is ready for your difference-making tip. What do you have for them? So those of us who are, are putting uh, assets into a trust, I think the biggest thing we the, that we can do, you, you, we rely on the attorneys to come up with the technicals, want to make sure that the, uh, uh, you know, we've got taxes and, uh, you know, dispositive provisions according to, to, to you know, the law. Um, want to make sure that we've got, uh, you know, kids' college sorted out and, and, and all that. But I think that the best uh, the best thing that, that the individuals can do who, who are drawing up trust is put together a letter of, you know, I, I call it letter of intent. And I, I get this from uh, a, a friend of mine that's a general in the Marines. He, he talks about sometimes when, you know, he'll issue orders, they come out and they're highly technical. You have X amount of assets to accomplish Y objective. And really, you know, uh, it's easy to get lost in the technicals. And so what he'll do is he'll write a, you know, half a page to, to a page. And he calls it the letter of general's intent that says, you know, these are the, let's accomplish the goals with the fewest casualties possible. Let's, 
you know, not, not beat up all our equipment because we've got more, you know, ground to take before we get a rest. And having that letter of intent that says, this is why I'm putting this in trust. These are the goals I want to accomplish. And most importantly, this is the culture I'm trying to preserve. Really gives the trustee an edge in understanding what, you know, what decisions that you would want them to make. So I think, uh, you know, if, if there's a, a takeaway point, definitely write your, your, your letter of grantor's intent uh, so that people, when you're gone, we, we've got a good idea of what we're trying to do for you. Well, I think that is great stuff. That definitely gets it. Come on. Come on. And uh, yeah, uh, that's that's true of everything in life, which is something you mentioned right off the top. It's uh, so much of life is about expectations, whether it's with your spouse or, or, or future generations. So I appreciate that. And Jeff, thank you so much for coming on. Where can Savage Nation learn more about you? Uh, independentrust.com. Uh, is our website. Um, you, you, you can Google us, give us a call. We don't charge for consultations. We don't. Uh, we'll be happy to provide a, a free review and, and comment on on your trust documents that you're you're, you're writing up. Um, if you're listening and, and you're you know you're with a trustee you're not happy with, uh, I think that's a big misconception is that we're not happy with our trustee and we're stuck. Uh, you're never stuck. Wonderful. Well, Savage Nation, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Jeff your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas. Go to independenttrust.com and take advantage of the offers he just made. Thank you again, Jeff. Thank you. Good speaking with you. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight because we are all in this together. Before I go, quick announcement. I've been asked by so many people over the past couple of years about How do I start a podcast that I've developed and released a course that will teach you exactly how to do that step-by-step from figuring out the kind of show that you want to have to understanding how all the technology works behind it and then how to get great guests and uh, keep the thing moving and how to grow it. So if you're interested in that, check it out. You can go to georgegrombacher.com forward slash podcast course and you'll find it there. You can just go to the website. I'll also list that in the notes of the show. What's up, Savage Nation? Please support the show by subscribing, leave us a review, and definitely feel free to share us with somebody you think would like it. Come on!